You're listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Mazzelli, where you'll discover more about writing, publishing, building your author brand, and selling your book. Now, here's your hosts, Chris and Gina. How can you become a prolific author? Hey, we can help with that. Hello, and welcome to the Writing Momentum Podcast. I'm Christopher Masilli. Here we go with Gina. How are you doing, Gina? I'm doing great today. We're having a lot of fun talking to our guests. Oh, yes. We have had Kevin Tomlinson on the podcast before. We're so glad to have him back. In case you don't know him, he's the award-winning and best-selling author, avid traveler, and accomplished podcast host, who's also known as the voice of indie publishing. He's known by a lot of people in the self-publishing community as an influencer and the CEO of Book Sweeps, which is an author and ebook marketing platform. You can learn more about Kevin and his work at kevintumlinson.com. How you doing today, Kevin? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having <laughs> me back. Now, last time we were on, we had such a good talk about self-publishing. Yeah. But one of the little things that you dropped was the fact that you have written over 70 <laughs> books. And, and most yeah. of those are self-published. Yeah, the majority of uh, of books I have out there are self-published. There's some traditional stuff floating around. but And actually, in reality, I've written far more than 70 titles. I just have 70 available for sale right now. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> and, and most of these you wrote within how many years, would you say, is the majority I mean, it, of them? Yeah, I'd say I started writing and I started writing and publishing in 2008, but there was I kept taking two years to write a book. Right. And eventually I came up with what I call my 30 day author formula, which I've written a book about by that title. But that was a revelation to me that I could start generating a book a month. And I, I did a lot of experimenting and then occasionally would write books much faster than that, which we can talk about. But I'd, I'd say probably between 2014 and 2020, that's when the majority of those books came out, maybe 2016 was when they yeah. really started amping up. So th so that is, on average, more than about 10 books a year. Yeah. Which is just yeah. mind-boggling. And I know when I've gone through your website and looked at them, they're in all different genres, right? They're yeah. all different kinds of books. So you are definitely what we would call prolific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's. A, I will claim that about myself, but I'm still in awe. Of, there's certain writers out there, Isaac Asimov. All the, my heroes were the Pulp Fiction writers mm -hmm. who would do things like i forget who it was. i think it's jack kerouac who, who wasn't a pulp fiction writer per se but uh he would have a roll of of paper typewriter paper going through his typewriter and he would type the the entire book and when it was done he'd tear off that page and roll up the next one and just start again and a lot of those a lot of the pulp fiction writers were like that so that was yeah who I was trying to emulate. <laughs> now you even told us, I want to get this out here because this is mind boggling to me. What is the fastest that you've ever written a book? My record, and it stands to this day for me anyway, there was a book I wrote called Evergreen. I wrote that entire, the entire 60,000 word first draft of that book in a single day while sitting in a hotel bar in Manhattan over Thanksgiving, 2014. That's and by the goodness. end of the day, your eyes were red, your fingers I, yeah. were sore. Bleeding out of my eyes, my brain yes. had leaked out of my nose. Yeah, and it was one of these scenarios where my wife, we were there with my wife's family. Uh, they had uh, plans for some things, 
and they went off doing their stuff. And uh, that left me for a, about a 24 hour period with just kind of there. And I was supposed to go do a whole bunch of fun stuff in Manhattan, which I did later, but it started like getting snowy and slushy and just pretty bad weather. And so I found myself not necessarily stuck, but not necessarily wanting to get out. And so I bribed the bar staff and everything to keep me supplied with coffee and sandwiches and <laughs> watch my going. laptop when I go pee. And over the course of 18 hours, I chunked out a first person narrative um, book that I, is hard to quantify genre wise. It's a, a paranormal adventure. It's about a kid who, when he touches someone, he clones their mind in his own head. And all their skills, all their memories, everything are available to him for 30 minutes. And if he That's touches fun. someone too often or for too long, he gets a permanent copy of them in his head. So he's got like six people in his head who share his little adventures with him. Split Very odd book. Here. Not like anything else I'd written. So. That's wild, though. Okay, so that, that, was, that was in one day. But normally you don't write your books in one day. I'll tell you that it's a bit convicting when you hear someone say that because you think, okay... I've been working on a 20,000 word book now for two years. And I, yeah, I want to emphasize, by the way, this isn't something, A, I don't recommend this to anybody. I'll certainly <laughs> never do it again. But B, if you are, you should not be looking at other people's word output or anything to determine what you should be doing. I'm a very experimental guy. I, as I mentioned, I wrote the first couple of books I wrote and published, I took two years a piece to write. There was a trilogy that I started my career with. And each of the books took about two years. The first two took two years. The third one was actually, it came along during my 30-day author days. That was the point. I, I'm like, if I want to do this for a living, everyone out there is talking about rapid release. Actually, no, none of that talk came until later. The whole rapid release movement was after. But mm. I recognized that I could make more money if I had more books. And I didn't want to spend 30 years trying to get to that level. And so I sat down and I'm like, okay, there's everything's got a solution. Every problem has a solution. And for this problem, it was first, butt in seat, sit down every day, decide how many words it's going to take to do this. My target length for a manuscript in those days was 60,000 words. Most of my manuscripts are probably more like 80,000 these days. But I figured if I could write 60,000 words in 30 days, how many words per day is that going to take? And the truth is it's actually, I think it was 50,000 words was my target, which meant it was like 1700 words a day, mm -hmm. every single day. If you did that for 30 days, you'd knock that book out. If you did more than that, change the formula. I give a little formula in that 30 day author book, but it's changed the yep. number of words you're willing to write per day and you get the book faster. It makes sense. So you start with like your, the target word count and the target end date. And that tells you how many words per day you need to write. And that's what I did. And uh, from there, it was just developing the discipline of coming back at it every single day to write that number of words. And then that, and it worked. Once I did it once, I thought, can I do it again? I wrote a second trilogy, completely unrelated to the first. I started writing other books. Somewhere in there, I started experimenting. Okay, if I can write a book in 30 days, can I do it in 15? Yes, that turned out to be true. Can I do it in a week? Can I do it in a day? And I have not yet mastered writing an entire book in an hour but I, i'm still alive that's the, that's the so. next check mark on the list huh? <laughs> exactly so, okay so if does this all just come down to discipline is it a matter of saying okay i'm gonna set short goals 
and then I'm just going to be disciplined. And how do you, I can understand discipline. I'm going to get up every morning. I'm going to work this sort of thing. How do you maintain that over time? Especially like, I, I would think it'd be very easy to burn yourself out when you're working that hard, that consistently. Yeah. Plus, I assume you had a life outside of writing these books. I know I think you've I been, did. I know that you attend a lot of writers' conferences for work and you've been building your own business. You've got your own podcast. Like, you're doing a lot of things in your life. So, yeah. how do you maintain the discipline to do that kind of writing over a long period of time? I had certain advantages when it came to the writing because, number one, I'm very fast. And I, I was a copywriter, a professional copywriter for much of my career. And that teaches you to write to deadline, but also yes. you frequently would get these, hey, we need an article for this newsletter, 800 to 1,000 words in the next hour. And so you learn how to manage that and you learn how to engage flow. If you're familiar with the term flow, you learn how to turn that on and off at a whim. So I had that as an advantage, but I also had the advantage of like writing is something I've been doing my whole life. I tell everyone I wrote my first book when I was five years old. It was a big chief notepad with one of those big fat practice pencils. I remember those. And I wrote five pages front and back and I gave it a nice masking tape binding. I drew a cover. Even back then I was making my own covers. And so that was my book. And I've been doing this stuff for a very long time. But the key is it is discipline. Well, I'll tell you, here's how you abo avoid burnout. I got into the habit of, okay, I'm going to write a, a book. A, I'm going to release a book a month. So every time I finish one book, I jump right into the next one. And that is a process you can definitely dive into. But there is going to come a point where you need to stop and not write for a per period of time with the intention of coming back. But what I discovered over the years was, yeah, I can continue writing daily. And I do. Uh, but I have to shift it up a little. I have to stop writing these thriller novels for a while and start writing some inspirational nonfiction. So I switch that up. That's what I mean by stop writing. You don't necessarily mm -hmm. stop the actual writing process. You stop working on the thing you're working on because you'll tap out. You yeah. know, there's that whole notion of sharpen the saw. I don't know if you've heard that Stephen Covey thing where I think it was Stephen Covey. You'll get through the tree a lot faster if you stop to sharpen the sh saw, right? Mm -hmm. Um you're going to write more books. You're going to be able to write more and produce more in a shorter t time period if you are willing to take the time to uh, replenish yourself, to yeah. restore yourself. And that might be taking a week or two off between books to just go travel, to spend a week in a coma, to, to drink all the bourbon. Whatever uh -huh. it is, I don't recommend doing anything that's going to cause you physical harm or health problems. But all of us need that reset button. And mm -hmm. for me, it was switching up what I was writing. I, mm -hmm. I'm never going to have a day where I'm not writing. It's just never going to happen. But I can have a day where I'm not writing an archaeological thriller novel or a sci-fi short or whatever it is I'm, I've been working on for a while. I, I want to come back to this, but I, but I want to ask just in light of that, uh, we know that marketing is very important to do to get your yeah. books sold. Did you also have a discipline in conjunction with your writing to marketing the last book you put out while you're writing the next book or, 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 yeah. or, or did marketing just go on hold while you're deep into this or what? So I have a very flexible viewpoint when it comes to marketing because my background is marketing, like a professional background. And, um, mm -hmm. and from my perspective, like I'm a marketing hammer and everything is a marketing nail, right? So 
if I'm on social media, kicking around, having a good time, like my bios all say I'm a writer. They all say where to buy my books. Uh, I don't necessarily broadcast like, hey, go buy my books, but I will promote some things. I have an email newsletter. That is the single most important marketing tool an author can have. Mm -hmm. You should build it as big as possible. And I engage with that group weekly. And when I'm promoting something, when I got a new book or just a book on sale, I will make sure that every email I, I send is what I call personable, meaning I'm a relatable, engaging human being, not a salesperson. But yes. somewhere in that email, it'll say, hey, by the way, I got a book on sale or I got a book releasing. I have a book on pre-order. And then I get right back to the fun stuff. So you don't have to kill yourself with marketing. Everything is marketing. Let me tell you, there, there are a million of my business cards and other things floating around out there from people I met while at the gas pump or at a convenience store checkout or grocery store or whatever. I never stopped marketing. I have a t-shirt I created called, have I mentioned I'm a novelist? And people <laughs> will, will comment on that. Here's a card. That's very smart. <laughs> I like that. I love it because it's it, you've worked it in organically. You've mm -hmm. worked it in. It's just kind of part of the yeah. way you approach everything. It's not like you're yeah. putting on a hat. It's just like, no, this is what I do. And this is part of my job. This is part of what I yeah. do as a writer, as an author. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to promote, even if it's just reaching out, uh, and meeting new people. Think, yeah. And you, what writers need to realize also is that the book itself is their best marketing tool, right? We want to do the standard things, make sure it's well edited, make sure it's error free as possible, make sure it's got a great cover. But one of the things that a lot of authors forget is to do stuff like put a call to action for the next book in the back mm -hmm. of the book or put a call to action for how to get on your mailing list. We have what we call a top of funnel offer or like a free short story or book or artwork or whatever that is an enticement for people to get on your mailing list. You know, put that stuff in the book because that's where people are going to discover it. You know, if someone liked your book, they're going to want more and right. you want to build that mailing list, give them a reason to get on that. So the marketing is just all part of it. When I'm writing, I'm, I'm thinking about the marketing while I'm writing. It's, mm -hmm. it's just mm -hmm. part of the process. It's not like I'm crafting sentences where my character, Dan Kotler is enters a bar and slugs down a bourbon and Oh, Hey, there's a Kevin Tomlinson book on it. And I've done things like that for other authors, but I've never done that for me. Uh, but now I'm thinking maybe that would be a good. I think that would fun. be so fun. Why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> very self-aware book. Yes, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. All right. So very meta. Walk us through a typical writing day then. So I get up in the mornings and I take my dog out. That's usually around 5 a.m. And I do all my S's and you can let your imagination wander on what all that stuff is. And I make my coffee. Once the coffee is made. That's when I come upstairs to my office and I sit and get some music going. I do some journaling. I got three or four different journals. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a man of Christian faith, so I do a Bible journal. I've got, I do um, a philosophy journal. I'm going through meditations right now. Uh, once all the journaling stuff is done, that usually 45 minutes or so, uh, then I start writing. And I have my daily word target. The daily word target can change depending on what's going on in my life. Um, right now I've been assuming that the role of CEO at, at book sweeps. So it's been, uh, that's made my days a slightly busier, uh, as I learned the company in and out, that sort of thing. I get work pressure too. Um, yeah. 
But the point of my writing is, okay, so today I'm only going to do 2,000 words. Two weeks ago, I was doing 5,000 or 8,000. For the sequel to the book I wrote in a day, I decided I would write it in 10 days. Or actually, I decided I would write it in one week. And for eight days, I wrote 10,000 words a day mm. and finished the sequel to that book. After years, it, almost a decade has gone by since I wrote the first one. So it was interesting to get back into that world. But that's so the real point of this is you as a writer, you should be thinking about your work strategically. If you are working a day job and you got two kids to manage and you got your spouse to manage and you've got church or you've got whatever and all that stuff adds up and eats up your day. If you only have 30 minutes a day to sit and write, then you need to decide I can write a hundred words or a thousand words in that time, whatever it is, I'm going to do that. That's what matters. It, it doesn't matter that you can't write 10,000 words or, or even 2000 words that day. It matters that you consistently come back to it. Sorry, I lapsed into advice for writers. You asked yeah, about my no, process. No, that's but that, yeah. that is my process. It's like I, I strategically decide, okay, right now I can afford to do this amount of work. So I'm going to do that consistently until I have a book. I love that. There's got to be a certain amount of satisfaction, too, that comes from just finishing a title, even if it's in a week or two weeks or 30 days. And just knowing that, okay, that thing is not going to be holding me down for two years. I'm just, I'm going to go ahead and get that rough draft done. We're not talking about actually having the book finished and ready to go to print at that time. It's just having it written, having that first draft done. So then you can move it along the process from there. Yeah. 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 Editing is very important. And that is a part of the process. And when you're factoring in like release times, yeah, that's the thing you need to pay the most attention to because edits and rewrites. I use a process I call looping. Um, which I completely stole from Dean Wesley Smith because um, he has one called cycling. But he, so he writes 500 words and cycles back, edits those 500 words and keeps going. And it builds momentum uh, yeah. for his writing. So I like momentum. So what I do is I write my 2,000 words on Tuesday. On Wednesday, I read and edit those 2,000 words, add to it as needed, and then continue on to, to come to a new 2,000-word total. So the words I add while editing count towards that 2,000 word total. Okay. So in that way, like I keep looping back and that allows me to edit as I go in a way and, but continue the progress. And I always know where that story left off so that I, because I, you know, I'm, I edit my way up to it and now I know what to write next. And so that's how I build momentum to keep going every day. I, you know, that I do have another story. Yeah, yeah, about no, writing. So because I go to these conferences, one year I was at a conference in Orlando and four days after that conference was a, a big conference I always go to in St. Pete's Beach, mm -hmm. just outside of Tampa. When you have four days in Orlando to kill, you are required by international law to go to Disney World. If you don't, you will be beaten soundly. So I went to Disney World by myself, which I, if you've never had the opportunity to go to Disney World by yourself, I highly recommend it. Uh, I was able to do whatever I wanted, eat whatever I wanted. Uh, it was my favorite time. But there was a point at which I was in line for a ride called Flight of the Avatar, which was mm -hmm. fairly new at that time. It had been around for about a year. Uh, it was a four-hour wait. And I'm in line, and I'm surrounded by German people. Everyone in the line speaks German. Nobody can talk to me. And so I decided, you know what, I'm, 
I'm going to do a little writing. So I took out my iPhone and I started typing a story. With your and thumbs. by the time I got on the ride, I had finished the story. I had used Canva to create a quick cover for it. And I had uploaded all of that to draft a digital and change and, and formatted it as an ebook and made it available for sale before I got on the ride. Now that that book is called the, the, the Janai sigil and it is the offer on my website. When you go to my website, you can get that book for free and download it for free and you get on my email newsletter. Yeah. There are no excuses for not getting your writing done. Are there when you Nothing. can stand in line? Nothing. You're right. I talk about that all the time. There's no barrier to entry anymore yeah. for writing. Me being experimental, I've done things like, um, one day I decided I'm going to write something, a short story, but I'm not going to carry any pen, paper, laptop, phone, anything with me. I have my phone, but I, I won't use the phone, but I'm, I have to find a way to write a short story this morning. So I took a little walk. We were living in a kind of a town center at that point. There was a donut shop close by and I found someone had dropped the receipt. It was one of those super long receipts yes. in the back of it was blank. And then I found on the ground, as if a miracle from on high, a Bic pen. And <laughs> I grabbed that and I went and sat down in the uh, thing, got my donut, got my coffee, wrote a short story on the back of that uh, receipt. And took a photo of it and and posted it online, and that so I just published. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, that's great. That is awesome, Kevin. Hey, thank you so much for coming on the podcast again. We always love having you mm -hmm. here. Where can people find your seventy plus books for sale today? You, you sail right on over, and this I know I got a tough name to spell, but KevinTumlinson.com, and that there's a tab called Books. That's where you'll find all of it, but. If you type my name into Google, you will find me. I am unavoidable. I'm, as Thanos says, I am inevitable. So go check out my stuff. <laughs> Thank you again. And hey, if you have enjoyed this podcast, I one recommend that you go back. If you haven't yet heard our other interview with Kevin, please go back and check mm -hmm. that out. It was great content there. But also, if you would, Please rate this podcast, review it, subscribe to Writing Momentum and to this channel and share it. Share it with a friend. Definitely share it with another person who is either already a writer or maybe they're considering becoming one. We love working with new writers, people who are new to the industry. We love it. It's our things. Because why, Chris? Because together we have Writing Momentum. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Maselli. Don't forget to subscribe and get the show notes at writingmomentum.com backslash podcast. Until next time, we hope that you have writing momentum.